Hey, it's Jessica Dirksen, and you are listening to the True to You podcast, the place to be to get the tools to live your life by design so that you can be the person you want to be and live a life that you love. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the True to You podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Dirksen, and today we have another incredible episode. I get to talk to such an inspiring and amazing woman, Jess Bubako. She is an intuitive medium and intuition educator who helps women and men around the globe awaken to the language of their intuition. Jess believes that everyone has the ability to connect with their intuition, to guide and lead their most authentic, fulfilling lives, not just some. Jess is dedicated to teaching intuitive cultivation for personal empowerment and global contribution for the highest good. And she is amazing. I've had a session with her and it was so eye-opening. I can't even explain the emotions and everything that came out of this. She is truly, truly just incredible. And I'm so excited to share this episode with you today. Hey, Jess, thank you so much for being on the show today. Hey, thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited to to connect. I'm so excited to chat with you and learn more about you. So let's start with you telling us who you are and what you're really up to in the world. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So my name is Jess Bubico. My business is Jess the Intuitive, and I call myself an intuitive medium and intuition educator. And my purpose really is to help people understand themselves, help people understand who they are, why they're here, um, and to really step into their lives in, in new ways and, and share their gifts with other people. So a lot of my, my business and my work is centered around how do you listen to yourself? How do you listen to your own intuition and really create your path moving forward to, that's in a way that's unique for you and that feels good for you by listening to, listening to yourself, learning to listen to and trust yourself? Wow, that's really, really interesting. And I think a lot of people can need to learn that. We all need to learn that. So how did you really get into this journey? Yeah, absolutely. So I started doing, and I I started out as a speech therapist and I was in a very, I was in like a scientific, a science-based field, I would say. I started to get really into um, brain injury and brain development throughout my journey. So I became a brain injury specialist. And what I found was that through my career as a speech therapist, I, there were pieces that were like missing from the puzzle for me. I felt like you could, I could help someone with the science-based portion, like the anatomy, the brain understanding where injury happened and why perhaps it, it, the troubles and challenges that someone was having, why they were having those challenges and troubles based upon their anatomy and all these different things. And what it started to feel like to me was there was just something that was missing from what I was doing. And yes, there's counseling that goes along with working as a speech therapist and with families and learning how to approach, um, approach a subject with somebody. But to me, it felt like the underlying purpose of why people were going through what they were going through and the opportunities 
for healing on a deeper level and on more of a spiritual level of like, what is this injury waking me up to? What is, how is this changing my life, changing my perspective, bringing me closer to the essence of who I am? Um, it felt like it was missing. And so I started to go down more of a spiritual path and a spiritual journey for myself. I always felt personally like I was very intuitive and very in tune. Um, I was born on the same day as my mom and my grandma. And so we're all born March 22nd. And around when I was in high school, my grandma um, was walking across the street and she was killed by a drunk driver. And when she died, I had a really close connection with her on the other side. I always was, I'm sure many people listening to this can probably relate, but I always just felt very sensitive to energy as a kid, because I think kids in general are more sensitive to energy. So when she crossed over, I started having sort of these, I don't want to say paranormal, but paranormal experiences where I would have a dream. I would talk to her at night when I was going to bed in my head. And I, at the time called it praying. I was like, I was praying my grandma. And this one night in particular, I could feel her sitting on my bed, rubbing my back. And I was like, I am nuts. Like, this is crazy. This is nuts. There's no way this is real. And because she had died in such a traumatic way, and my mom saw her at the hospital that night, my mom, I think, was just experiencing a lot of PTSD and didn't, couldn't dream of her. And she kept saying, I really want to have a dream about grandma. So I said to my grandmother in my head, as I'm like, quote, praying to her, I'm like, hey, mom wants to have a dream about you. Go visit her in her dreams. And the next morning I woke up, I was like 16. So I walked down the stairs for breakfast and my mom's like, hey, I had the craziest dream last night. I was staring into a keyhole in your bedroom and I could see grandma sitting on your bed. Wow. And I'm like, what? That's crazy <laughs> because I just talked to her last night in my bed and told her to go visit you in your dreams. So I started to really notice and I had a series of people who had passed away. Like my, my, one of my best friends from elementary school, her mom died. Like, and I would have these strange connections with people who had crossed over. So let's fast forward up to, I go to school, I kind of ignore it. I'm like, I don't know. I just called it ESP for the time being. So when I, I ended up going to school, graduating, went to grad school, um, started working as a speech therapist, got really interested in the brain, brain injury, healing, and started to feel like something's missing here. Like I, I don't, we're looking at everything through the lens of like insurance and what people can afford. And there's, there is a major piece missing for me here. So that's when I started down my spiritual path and I started taking classes on intuition and mediumship. I started working with um, a mentor and she helped me to understand mediumship and understand how I was connecting with those who had crossed over. And what I started to realize through all of this, because I, I ended up doing intuitive readings from there um, and starting my own business. And what I realized was most of the people who were coming to me and like, not by any surprise, most people who were coming to me were wanting to learn about how to open up to spirit and open up to those higher realms, like move out of just that 3D sort of tangible, like, hey, I'm Jess, here's my job, 
Uh, mm-hmm. Here's my family. Like I'm, I'm checking. I don't want to say checking the boxes because I think that has a negative connotation. But how do I live beyond the story of my life? Like how do I pull purpose in, and not from a place of thought, but how do I pull purpose in from like my cells, like the cells in my body? Like who did I come here to be, and how do I wake up to that? And so, what was from there? I started to work with people on opening up to their intuition and trusting their intuition and listening on the inside, as opposed to looking outside of themselves and creating their life based upon, you know, what somebody else said the definition of success is or following, you know, I'm supposed to want to manifest a big house and um, a family and a partner and, you know, a certain kind of relationship or whatever, because that's what society says is success. And like, how do you actually go inside of you and listen to what's right for you? Um, And so I guess as I started to open up to mediumship and intuitive gifts and intuitive abilities, what I started to realize was this is not unique to just psychics and mediums. Like this is not something that I personally feel is is for a select group of people. I feel that being able to connect with your intuition, being able to understand energy, it is an innate part of us as human beings. Um, Spirituality, whatever that means for you, whether it's a religion or your own definition of spirituality, like I'm not special because I can connect with people who are on the other side. Everyone can do this and we can use this to navigate our path and become closer to ourselves through the process. So um, it's been a journey. It's been a real journey. Um, But I love watching people wake up to themselves and their intuitive voice and finally listen to who they are and what they want and understand how to navigate, not by setting this big vision that has to come true in the next year, but by navigating their life present moment by present moment, step by step and understanding um, and unlocking their true nature. Oh, that's so interesting. So do you find it really like difficult for people to do that, to really, um, you know, understand or wake up to who they're meant to be? That's such a great question. Um, I would, I don't know that it's a a yes or no answer. This is what I would say. I think that we are all conditioned in society in ways that we consciously and unconsciously realize and don't realize. Like we are, we are really truly programmed to be able to fit into society. And, you know, we, I used to work with kids too. So I worked with children. I worked mostly with adults, but I I worked with kids as well. And we, um, you know, I was able to see early development and family dynamics play out, you know, like having an 18 month old in the room and like seeing how they interact so differently with their parents and the behaviors and things. And then like, who are they with me versus who are they with their parents? And like, we are so conditioned and programmed by society to fit into society. Mm -hmm. And it's important. Like we need that because we need to be able to survive here. I was thinking this morning, I was watching, uh, I don't 
watch the news all that often, but the news was on this morning. And um, somebody was on the news talking about like, I only have $50 left in my pocket. Like, what am I going to do if the simulate, like we, if, if unemployment doesn't work, like what am I supposed to do? And I thought to myself how as, as human beings in this society and in this system, we've created a system that we sort of need to like fit into. So if we don't have the resources and that system fails, we don't really know, often don't know what to do if we haven't seen otherwise. Like me as an entrepreneur, I'm like, sell some stuff in your basement, go do this thing. Like there's, <laughs> it's, we can make money in so many ways. But because we're so conditioned by society to live in a certain way and rely on a certain system, I think, I think it's the level at which someone will open up their mind and go, what could be different that will allow them to open up to their purpose. Like, I think it, I think mindset work is so important because mm -hmm. I think it, the level to which someone is willing to open up their mind um, or question their beliefs or question the belief system is the, the degree to which like how easy or hard it can be to, to make changes. I think as we, I've started to notice that as we shift and change our own energy and our own frequency and our own vibration, things will start to fall away that no longer align and no longer fit. Like sometimes it feels like um, chaos or pain or suffering because we're shifting and we're changing and that which used to fit for us doesn't fit anymore. So I think the willingness that someone has to be able to look at pain, suffering, challenges, things that are going on around them from more of, I almost want to say like an objective perspective to say something's changing here and how do I attach less to what's changing on the outside and listen more on the inside to what's happening like what's that process that's that refinement that's happening inside of me i find that's kind of what dictates how hard or easy it's going to be is is more so how do i view what's happening in my life like am i super attached to what the outside looks like or am i really allowing myself to go through the process and listen on the inside to what's emerging and how i'm growing and how these challenges or um maybe things that feel uncomfortable or jobs that don't fit are changing me and growing me on the inside. Yeah. Like that, but like you, someone who really willing, really wants that change, really wants to dive deep, do the work, really know who they are, um, are probably a lot more open. And like anything you do, like as a coach, it's the same thing, right? So people who are more willing for change. That's when it starts to happen. Yeah. And I think, I think it's like how, and I'm not perfect at this by any means at all. So I'm just, I'm putting this out there. It's like, how, how okay am I with really letting go of some of the identities that I've created for myself? Like some of them we're super attached to because they keep us safe in our families. You know, like who will my parents, what will my parents think of me if I let go of this identity? You know, whether it's, you know, for me personally, it was really challenging to move from like, hey, mom and dad, I am, you know, I'm a brain injury specialist and I have a degree and I have pursued all these other degrees that make me look smart and probably I'm really good at a cocktail party versus like, hey, my daughter, like, 
I, I heard my mom the other day, I was laughing. She, I'm staying with my family um, during coronavirus, um, which has been really interesting in and of itself, but I've been traveling for the past two years. So when the border started to shut down and all that, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'll come and spend a little bit of time here. Um, I heard my mom the other day talking with somebody and she's like, uh, I think they must've said to her, you know, what's Jess doing these days? And she's like, um, you know, the I heard the pause. She's like, she's an intuitive coach. And the person's like, what's an intuitive coach? I'm like, that was probably the, the safest step for her between like, Jess talks to dead people and like, you know, that's like the in-between. So I would say that wasn't easy for me to drop mm -hmm. out of, you know, here's the the box that was sort of set for me. And there, my parents are very open-minded in many ways, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's challenging, I think, to, to shift sometimes, but uh, because of the, the threat of not fitting in, but man, it can be really liberating to, yeah. to be on that journey. Absolutely. And As I'm sure doing what's know. in alignment with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So can we talk a little bit more about, you just kind of, you just brought it up, but you've been traveling for the past two years. I want to hear more about that experience. Yeah, totally. So I was living in North Carolina for about seven years and I ended up, um, I kept feeling this deep call to travel and to sell all of my, like literally sell all of my belongings and start traveling the world. And I'm like, this is crazy. How do I do this? Like, I have no idea, but it was this, it, again, it was intuitive. It was this deep knowingness. It was this deep call to start traveling. Um, and like I said, sell my belongings and just go and have like really not a lot. And m literally I'm like sitting, I, I quit my job. I, and I had my business. So I, I had been building my business for about two years alongside my part-time, uh, my job. I went full-time to like part-time speech, part-time doing what I do now. And I just, I kept having this call to travel and I'm like, nothing is, there's like, I just have to leap. Like there's nothing that's going to set me up to really be able to do this. Cause I don't know how to do it. I just know that I need to. So I sold my stuff and I started traveling. So for the past two years, uh, it's always almost exactly two years, I've traveled extensively through the United States um, as well as outside of, of the United States. So I went out to Denver. I actually have spent a decent amount of time out in Denver. I love Colorado. I spent about six months out there last year, but I've really been living like this intuitive, intuitively driven journey, which is where do I feel called to go? Uh, what do I feel called to do? And at times it's been painstakingly um, challenging because it's been this journey of like, what? I, I literally was in Seattle on a, on a Sunday and I'm like, I don't know what's next. Like, I don't know what the next step is. And I've had to learn to let go of knowing in many ways. And I'm like, I don't know where I'm going, but when I know, I will know. And so I'm sitting in, um, sitting on the, this bed in this place that I had, had been staying and I'm like, okay, show me the next step. I'm ready. And a couple hours later, my good friend calls me on video call and he's in Bali and he's like, Hey, I'm in Bali. And I'm like, I got this, just this surge through my body. And I'm like, I'm going to Bali. And I, I literally bought a ticket and was on a plane to Bali like four days later. 
and spent two months there. It was just crazy, like just crazy stuff. Like I've, again, I've been Colorado. I did a lot of traveling out West, which was super important in embracing spirituality because I was living on the East coast. North Carolina has a spiritual community, but it's not as big as out, you know, in North Carolina as it is out on the West coast. So, um, I really learned a lot about myself and in, in, not having to sort of segment my own spirituality and be like, this spirituality is for my spiritual friends. And then like non-spirituality is for my non-spiritual friends. It was like such an important part of my integration. Um, and then I've been to like Italy, Bali, Spain, Portugal, just kind of all over the place. Um, but I found through my journey, and I had mentioned this a little bit um, before we started recording that there were I didn't realize that at times there was this sort of like underlying current of trying to find out where I fit. Like I was traveling. I think the journey and my intuition was really, and my spirit was guiding me to stretch beyond belonging and learning how to belong to myself. And I really found that there were parts of the journey where like my own personal suffering, personal challenges, like personal discomfort came from this place of my mind was trying to find out where I belonged and my spirit was trying to show me that I belonged to myself, if that makes sense. So it's really, it's been really fascinating. Wow. That is so, so interesting. And when, you know, when this, um, the pandemic and stuff is over, are you going to continue back on this journey and the traveling as much? Yeah, I, I have found that I'm very interested in finding myself a tiny home, which I would have never thought that I was interested in this before, but it's like, again, where I've just been leaning in and like learning to let go and just show up and experience what life, you know, I have intention. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I always start my, my journey with intention. Um, but I am hoping to continue traveling I don't know what that's going to look like. I feel like I don't know what the state of the world is going to be and the state of travel is going to be, but yes, I'd like to keep traveling. I'd like to keep going. I was in Costa Rica um, before the pandemic hit um, or fully, I would say fully dropped upon the world. Um, And I was planning to be in Costa Rica for pretty much about three months. I was planning to be there through June. Um, So my intention is to travel to some degree, but I, I don't really have the next step yet. I know, I know one step of what's happening in June, but I would, I'd like to keep traveling. And then I'd like to find myself a tiny home and uh, find a place to settle in the fall, but we'll see. I love that. (laughs) That's amazing. So Jess, can you share with us, um, I don't know, a tip or like advice or something for our listeners to really, where can they start to how, you know, how to start listening to what's right for them? Like, where's a place for them to start on this journey? Yeah. Great question. I would say step one um, is to start to pay attention to your intuition, which sounds like a big step, but (laughs) Each of us, I think, experiences intuition. I know each of us experiences intuition in a different way. And I think that a lot of what we see on in movies and sort of portrayed in the media is like 
the sixth sense, like you're going to see a ghost walking out in front of you or, you know, have a vision in your dreams or in your sleep or whatever. And the, the truth of the matter is intuition speaks to everyone in a very different way. Some people, it shows up as thoughts. Some people, it's, it's a, uh, something they hear, like they hear a message in their head. Some people see vision, you know, have a vision of something and you're, connection with your intuition can grow over time. So what I would say is start tracking and noticing how your intuition speaks to you. So for example, I said I was staying with, I've been staying with my family. My dad has no idea how intuitive he really is because his intuition comes to him through thoughts. So I've started to track. He said to me a couple of weeks ago on like a Thursday, he's in the kitchen. He goes, Hey, have you, have you start thought about working with men? And I'm like, maybe, I mean, most of my clients are women. I've worked with men, but I tend to mostly work with them. I'm not even kidding you. Later that day, one man messaged me and was like interested in working together. And then probably the next day I had two men reach out to me. So it's like, he got the hit before it happened. And then he, he brought it to me and I'm like, okay. And there's so many times that he will say something. And then later that day, I'll find for myself that it shows up. Um, and so for him, it's thought, but he just thinks it's a thought. So some people will get chills on their back when they hear someone say something that's like a truth or something, you know, that you hear your friends going out on a date with this guy and or woman or whatever, and you get chills on your back and you're like, oh, I just have a good feeling. Okay, cool. So your body is communicating with you through feelings, through chills, through your body. Some people are feelers um, and they, they will get a gut feeling. Like somebody says something to you, they're like, I'm going out on a date with this man or woman. And you're like, you get a sour feeling in your stomach okay, so my, my intuition's communicating with me through my body. So I would say step one, start paying attention to when you get a feeling, when you have a thought, when you maybe hear a word or hear something in your head, or you have a vision, you have a dream and it comes true. Start paying attention to those things because they are the way that your spirit is communicating with you, your higher self, whatever you want to call it, your intuition. I call it Gus, God, universe, spirit, like whatever it is, start paying attention and tracking that. When is it right? Um, and then you can start relying on that a little bit more to help guide you towards, oh, this decision. You know, when I thought about taking that job, you know, you can even go back into your past when I thought about taking that job with that company, I had the worst feeling in my stomach about it, but the money was really, really good. So I used my mind to convince me of all the reasons I could take the job. I ignored the gut feeling, and then that job was a disaster. Oh, okay, so I really have to tune into my gut and know that rationalizing isn't really the way to go for me. Great, okay. So you can start to track in those ways, even go back through your past um, and just start paying attention to those little nudges in one direction or another. Um, Because as you pay attention to it, it will start to get louder. And I think our minds can layer on, like I said, if we look at like societal conditioning, our minds can layer on all the reasons we should do something because, you know, 
so-and-so is doing it or it's, you know, the definition of success or whatever it may be. Um, so start to make those distinctions between mind body or mind and dream or mind and, um, you know, thoughts that drop in your head sort of randomly throughout the day. Um, cause I think that'll start to, to help guide you towards listening for yourself. Yeah. That's so interesting. Like I honestly, I just never, never thought of it that way. And it's funny. Cause as soon as you said, you know, start thinking back, and all these thoughts start coming to me. Um, and the job is one of them. Like I quit, I was so unhappy at one job that I convinced myself, I'll just take this next job, even though I like the, there was something in me saying, this is not going to be good, but I did it anyway. Yeah. Cause I was already unhappy and I was thinking, you know, nothing can be this bad, nothing. And it was a disaster. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I was going to say, how, how do you feel like your intuition comes through for you? I, I kind of feel a bit of, and I don't know if this could, is wrong. Like, I don't know, a a bit of a mix. Like, I feel like I get gut feelings when I talk to people and they tell me about something they're going to do or something that happens. And if it does, sometimes it doesn't sit well with me or someone that they're, they're talking with someone who I don't know. Like something doesn't sit right. Or if I meet somebody, I feel like that gut feeling almost like something's just not right here. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it's usually proven to be true now that I'm thinking about it. Right. Um, but I also yeah. know like thoughts, like de- I think in thoughts as well have come to me, but I've never put that attachment to it as this is my intuition until right now. Yeah. Oh, I love so, it. I don't know. Do you know people like, is that normal to have maybe more than it comes to in more than one way? Yes. Okay. Great question. So yes, the answer is yes. We all have the ability to, our intuition speaks to us in multiple ways. So for me, for example, it comes to me in visions. It comes to me in, um, I hear things, um, knowing things, it all ways, like it comes in all ways. I would say for me lately, it's much more auditory. Like I, I hear things. Um, and I, I just know I've, it's what we call it. If we put it into like intuition language it's the clairs we have clairvoyance which is clear seeing seeing an image in your head in your mind clairsentience which is clear feeling um which is um you know getting chills on your body when somebody says something or um getting a sour feeling in your gut when someone says something claircognizance is clear knowing so you're just like i say to you i'm going on a date with derek and you're just like you just know, you're like, I, that's not going to end well. You couldn't tell me why you know it. You just know that it's not going to end well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is clear audience, which is clear hearing, which is like, I hear a message drop in my mind, which is like, just go and have fun. Or, you know, um, you know, just take the job. Something's going to come of it, whatever it may be. So all of those things said, we can, as we, as you start to pay attention to that, you know, you said you just, you have that gut feeling as you start to pay attention to it. Now that we're talking about it, you're probably going to start to pay attention to what images are coming through my mind screen. Intuitive information moves so fast. Like it is so quick 
that it's almost out before it's in. So a lot of the times we discredit it or we don't even realize that the information was there because we're not paying attention to it and we're locked into our screens or, you know, we're doing something else or we're, you know, we're trying to live our daily lives. But intuition comes in all forms. You can, I don't want to say strengthen it, but like you can strengthen it. Um, a lot of it I think has to do too, as we start to clear our lives of that, which doesn't align with us or our lives start to clear themselves as we make a commitment to living more in alignment with ourselves um, through intention. You know, my intention is that I want to live a life that's really true for me. That might mean something leaves, et cetera. I find that as we sort of clean up our lives and clean up our vessel and start to live more in alignment with ourselves, all of our senses start to open up. And are you familiar with human design? No. Okay. Man, okay. <laughs> Tell me more. Oh, another rabbit hole. How long do we have? Do we have a full hour? <laughs> we may need a whole nother hour. Nice. Um, human does. Yeah. Human design is, um, human design is something that I've been studying throughout my travels as well for about the past two years. And human design basically pulls together astrology, the chakras, um, the I Ching, Kabbalah, uh, quantum physics. And it looks at who you are as a person, how your energy works. I mean, it goes down into like the kinds of foods that are right for you or how, how to eat, but it really talks about who is Jess what is, how is her energy meant to run? Is she somebody who works in spurts? Is she and I, you know, here to work like multiple long hours? What's her purpose? What did she come here to teach people? What did she come here to learn? Like what's the theme of her life and what her life is about? Um, and built into our human design. So there's five archetypes. There's manifester, manifesting generator, generator, reflector, and projector. I'm a manifester. I'm curious to know what you are. I have my thoughts about what you could be, but I don't know. Um, but we can look up your chart at some point too. Yeah. And everybody's meant to function differently and everybody's purpose is built into their design. Um, and everybody's intuition is built into their design. So some people are um, more clairvoyant, like naturally clairvoyant, where they naturally have visions. Like one of my clients, she's also a man, I'm a manifester, she's a manifester, and her superpower site is, um, is or her superpower is her, her vision, it's clairvoyance. And when we first started, she and I worked together one-on-one, -on -one, and when she started dropping in and connecting with her intuitive intuition and how it speaks to her, because the lens that I teach through first with most people is doing readings for other people because I find that if I can teach you how to trust that you just got a vision and for some reason you don't know why you're seeing an image of a dog wearing um, a clown costume and you're like, this is so weird, but I'm seeing a dog wearing a clown costume. What does that mean to you? And the person across from you just starts crying and it's like, oh my God, I had a dog named Buster and I, every Halloween used to dress him up in a clown costume. Oh my God. Like that can be so much more affirming and you can start to mark for yourself. Like, oh my gosh, I had a vision and it made sense to this person. So vision is a way that I'm receiving messages. So anyways, my client, um, she receives through clairvoyance. Like she, she would get these images that would pop up in her mind. Um, 
and her, it's literally, as we started exploring her human design, it's literally in her human design that like inner vision is her, is her superpower. Um, so there's so, gosh, I, like I said, I could go down very deep dark <laughs> rabbit hole that I will not take you down, but each of us is designed to receive intuition in specific ways. We can use all of them. We have all of the intuitive senses, but some just might be stronger for us than others. Like I said, auditory seems to be a big one for me as of late. Um, but also our human design charts will connect, like if I'm in your presence and you're somebody who's very visual and I'm not, when we talk, I may experience more visual, uh, experiences of intuition because yours is vision. And so the way our energy plays off of each other, um, you know, I might to start to experience more of that just because I'm in your presence. So this is like, if you're at step one and you're like, what is this crazy woman talking about? <laughs> just start to track it. Like, just start to pay attention to what, what is coming through for you. Like, I like to play, I actually have an ebook. I should send you this ebook. Maybe we can put it somewhere, but yeah, um, I have an ebook. Yeah. And it's like, start to play games with yourself. Like if you're driving home and you know that your husband is home or your wife is home or your dog is home, say to yourself, what room do I think my husband's going to be in when I get home? And see if a room pops up in your head or if you have a feeling like if it feels like lower in your body or higher in your body, like, oh, it feels really low. So I feel like he's going to be downstairs or just simply playing with claircognizance is, is my husband going to be home or not when I get home? And just notice if you get a gut feeling like, oh, he's going to be home or, you know, you just hear in your mind, uh, not home or start to pay attention um, because you'll realize again, like this is not freaky deaky stuff that is um, something that's for a certain subset of people in the world. It's like, this is innate for all of us. So it's just reawakening it and le learning to listen to it. Cause I think we learn to dull it over time. Um, yeah. just because we need to fit in, we need to fit in with the people around us. So if my impulse says, you know, go travel and everybody around me is like, we need you here. You can't do that. Yeah, you know, that's not going to, that's not going to work. So I've got to dull that sensation. Um, so yeah. That, I'm going to try that. I'm going to play that nice. game, but, and I, we don't have a lot of time left, but I do, I want to just bring one more thing up really quickly. What about dreams? And this is just coming from my own personal experience. Like everyone who knows me, they have known since I was a kid, I have like the craziest, wildest, weirdest, most in detail dreams ever. And of people who maybe I've only ever met once in my life. Like I'll dream today about someone I met when I was four years old, one time for like an hour, like a, a parent, one of my parents' friends or something. And these people are people from high school who I haven't seen or spoken to in years. Um, they come to me. Like I just dream about these people and in the most weirdest ways. And like, I just, I can't, you know, I just are dream. What do you, what do you think about dreams? Yeah, man, dreams are real. Um, here's what I would say. Yes, we, I mean, we, we like leave our bodies at night when we dream a lot of the time and we have these dreams and we have these visions and a lot of the time they have a lot of purpose and meaning behind them. Um, I think too, sometimes during our waking states, we're like thinking and trying to like 
you know, get stuff done. And it's like our, our intuition can speak to us during our dreams because we're in a relaxed, surrendered state. Our body isn't, our, our brains are at a lower frequency. So when we lower, this is why breath work and meditation are so amazing. It's not just like, oh, that's a cool thing that a guru did in another <laughs> country. It's like, it literally, our brainwave state goes into alpha or theta that allows us to receive from our higher self. When we're going throughout our day, we're in our like beta brain and our beta brain is like thinking, 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 going, planning. And it's not receptive to receive. It's not as receptive to receive messages. You still can, but if we're overthinking, we're not. So I think dreams are amazing because it's a time when we're sort of surrendered and our brain waves are slowing down and we can receive. So what I would say for you is write your dreams down. If some weird, you have a weird dream about Billy that you met in kindergarten, write the dream down. Let's say it's like you saw Billy and he was trying to climb. You saw him doing the tough mutter and he was like trying to climb this wall and he kept falling down. And you're like, that is so weird. Why am I dreaming of Billy from whatever kindergarten, preschool? And he's trying to climb this wall. That is so weird write it down, get yourself a little dream journal, write it down. And then we luckily have the internet. Go back and look at what's happening in Billy's, Billy's feed. Like maybe Billy is going through cancer and he's gotten it for the third time, God forbid. You know, like look yeah. at, look at those themes of what's happening. And number one, does it have a relevance to that person? And then you go to Billy's feed and you're like, holy crap, I had this dream of him trying to climb in the tough mutter, but like, this is so weird. He's, he's like doing great. Like he's great. He's got these kids. He's got like all this great stuff. Maybe it's more metaphor for you. Okay. Maybe what you've been going through in your business is really showing you that something from your past, like, let's say again, Billy was from like kindergarten and he's trying to climb the wall. Maybe the metaphor is that what struggle you're going through in your business right now or your relationship or your personal life is really showing you like something from your past is, is showing up again for you to examine. Like maybe you got made fun of in kindergarten and you've been considering in your business stepping out in a new way. And so this archetype who's Billy from kindergarten is showing up um, to sort of awaken you to the fact that maybe there's some fear around being made fun of again. So dreams can be symbolic. Dreams can be literal. Um, so I would say pay attention to, for yourself. I don't know exactly what it is for you, but start to notice, like, is this a metaphor for something or is this literal? Wow. Oh my gosh. This has been so amazing. <laughs> like this has been like for me, I'm just, I could talk to you for so much longer as you know, your brain, ask you so much, but I'm definitely going to start a dream journal. I'm going to start playing that game with myself, like try and see where's my husband or where are the kids, what's going on. Um, oh my gosh, this is so good. I love it. So before we go, can you like, let us know, what are you, what's up for you next? What are you working on now? What do you have coming up? Oh my gosh. Good question. Thank you. Um, I am starting a class, which I will have already been started by the time that we, uh, by this airs, but I will run it likely again. This class is called being you. And it is a class that is about discovering yourself. We're going to go on the journey of human design and intuition, like sort of interweaved. It starts June 1st. If you go look at my website, it's probably still up there. Um, 
And it's all about diving into your human design and understanding. I'm not a human design expert, but it's all about understanding. I see human design as the manual for the car. It's like you were born as a Maserati and no one gave you the manual on how to operate a Maserati. So you have to like drive your Maserati and figure out how it works. And like one day you drove past a bug convertible and the roof was down and you were like, oh my God, that bug convertible A is so cute. And B, I love that the roof goes down. Mine doesn't go down. Is there something wrong with me? And then you try to get like, you know, a hammer or whatever and like break your roof so it can go down. And then you have to put the pieces together because you realize that's not how you were designed. Like this is like, we're going to look at the manual of your car so that you can be like, oh my God, I never saw myself as a Maserati. Like this is pretty amazing and I can do so many cool things. And so we're going to go into purpose. We're going to go into the mechanics of how you're designed to run because not everybody's here to be a nine to fiver. Some of us are here to be like, you know, work four hours a day, um, the four hour work week, you know, and, and look at your purpose. We'll dive into, um, what your purpose is in your chart. And I'm bringing in intuition and manifesting from your intuition and from your soul. So we'll be talking about, um, how your intuition speaks to you. So keep a lookout on my website. It's just the intuitive.com. Um, and all of the information will be there on my upcoming classes. I think it's called upcoming classes on my website. So awesome. check it out. That will probably be landing again. If you're somebody who's ready to go, like, who am I and how do I listen to me and create from there? Um, you'll find all the info there. I am on Instagram at just the intuitive. I started TikToking yesterday yeah. based upon someone, my clients said, and I'm like, so you can find me on TikTok. Also just the intuitive. Um, and that's really it. That's, that's it. Those are the places you can find me. I, I run classes um, all of the time that are based upon understanding your intuition and aligning your life with yourself. I will say, I find that oftentimes what our like Achilles heel is, or like what our biggest challenge has been in our life is really what's actually propelling us to our, um, it's our purpose a lot of the time. So, um, oh, and I just looked at my mail and I have 111 messages on May 22nd. How fun. I love numbers. Um, I'm repeating numbers. So you can find all my info at Jesse Intuitive on Instagram, TikTok, or my website is at Jesse Intuitive. Awesome. And I'll share all of that in the description. So before you go, Jess, any final thoughts for us? Trust yourself. That's my biggest one. You know, like you have these feelings, you have these sensations for a reason, um, start to trust yourself more. Even if that trust is like, I'm going to take, I don't know why I feel like I should take 95 instead of the Merritt Parkway to work today, but like, I'm just going to do it and check and see what happened on 95. Like pay attention to these little nudges because you'll find that as you pay attention, as you, you follow them, they will start to get stronger. And Following our intuition doesn't always mean taking the easy path. It has not been easy to sell my belongings and not know where I was going step by step, but it has been the most rewarding and amazing journey. It was challenging in many ways, um, but it's been incredible. So follow your nudges, start listening, know that you don't have to take action on like the big, big things right away. That as you follow, let's say your vision, like I said, is, is, traveling for two years, like 
that's that's not it wasn't just like one day I did it and the other I didn't it was like there were little things I started to do and change and follow my nudges to get there to get to the bigger vision so stay you know stay stay present stay present to what's showing up today there's no rush um you are growing and evolving into who you came here to be it's not a black or white yes or no i'm doing it or i'm not doing it i'm there or i'm not this is your evolution this is your journey this is your life to live start paying attention start listening um and just start trusting yourself more you've got this this is innate to you it's not just innate to psychics and healers like it's it's in you so start trusting Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much, Jess, for all of your amazing wisdom and everything you shared with us today. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. If you like what you hear on the Trudy podcast, hit subscribe and head over to our website at thetrudylifestyle.com and learn more about what we do.